0: I took too much time with platforms. So I was on Fiverr and Upwork because there are some people that have success on there. They really do have success. I did not have that type of success. And so it wasn't until about mm, September where I really started to focus on pitching clients. I purchased a course about cold emailing. And pulled emailing is a great avenue, but it is really time consuming. So around October, that's when I found your videos. And I was like, oh, look, you know, this is another strategy. I know there are a lot of freelancers out there that mention like, don't cold pitch on LinkedIn. But I'm like, this is a great opportunity to really optimize your LinkedIn account and for people to see like what you do, right? You have everything. It's almost like a resume. And so that's what I did. And I just started pitching on LinkedIn. Within the first four weeks, I got my second client, which is crazy because this client is a big client, like a big name. And I'm like, wow, like this actually works, you know, and I had probably six months of being in copywriting. And so I was able
1: to land that client I'm psyched to bring you this interview with Trixie. She's a former teacher who transitioned to freelance writing and how she got on my radar is she actually messaged me after she purchased my template pack telling me that it really worked and that she landed her first high paying client in the health space and our conversation went on from there. You're going to love this interview because she talks about how finally getting consistent with a plan of action was really the key to her success in landing clients despite having no experience. You're going to want to watch till the end because the advice that she gives aspiring freelancers about how to stay the course when it comes to cold pitching. She makes this analogy about planting seeds that is so accurate that I absolutely love that I've started using when talking to people. So stay until the very end of this interview because she is dropping value. Welcome Trixie to the Paid Copywriter Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. I want to learn a little bit more about your background and how you got into writing. So tell me all about that. Thank you so
0: much for having me. So I've been writing for a very long time, since like the sixth grade. I did struggle with writing throughout like high school, but I ended up really enjoying taking English classes and reading and just writing poetry and whatnot. So in college, I ended up doing literature and writing studies, and I still wanted to continue because I I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life many people ask oh are you going to go into teaching i'm like mm, i don't know i don't think so <laughs> and so i went on i i took a a year off and then i went back to get my masters in rhetoric and professional writing so we got to learn about just how persuasion really works into language and so that really taught me like the art of being able to sound persuasive in writing once i finished college I ended up meeting my husband and I was just working at a mental health facility and I ended up moving to Dallas I'm originally from San Diego and I got my teaching credential just because it kind of just fell into my lap like you know go be a teacher sort of deal and I did that for about five years which was definitely a challenging experience but it wasn't really the right fit for me So I really did like certain aspects of teaching. But when the pandemic hit, I realized that it wasn't really my passion. I had always been running away from writing. And so that's when I kind of started doing some research on ways to make money from home, right? That's kind of the big question on Google. And I found copywriting. I did not know copywriting existed. I I didn't know that you could write for businesses. And I found Jordan Markeel from the writing revolt and I just started digesting all of her YouTube videos. So that's a little bit of of my background.
1: Yeah. It's crazy how much of your story I relate to, because like you, I majored in English in school. I actually did have a brief stint as an ESL instructor. It's just funny how like these, the English paths kind of all intertwine. I think as writers, who are in this profession, we are drawn toward teaching a lot of the time because we're communicators and we it's that like persuasive and that I need to share knowledge. So And like you, Jordan was somebody who I found on YouTube very early on and kind of opened up my entire world, opened up my vision to this whole world of writing. So I relate to you so much on that. Tell me about the type of freelance writing you're doing and the niche and why you pursued it. Do you have one specific niche or are you going after multiple things?
0: So I first started out kind of general, but what a lot of freelancers are saying is, Riches are in the niches, right? The niches. And so I decided to look at different things that I was passionate about. And one of them was health and wellness. I noticed that when I moved to Dallas, I was getting sick a lot. And so I started doing my own research of like holistic medicine and using nutrition as a way of healing. And I wanted to learn more about it. So I decided to take the health and wellness approach and um, position myself as a health and wellness writer. So right now I'm primarily writing blogs and I also do like service pages as well. But when I first started, I actually, I got my first client writing for an immigration attorney, which, which is interesting, right? Because when you start writing, you're like, I have no idea like what I'm, you know, getting into, but you really learn as you go. And so once I knew that I didn't want to write in that space of being a generalist because it can be overwhelming learning everything all at once. It's time consuming. It, it just like depletes your energy. So I really started to focus on health and wellness. And that's what I'm doing right now. which And I love it. I love it. So.
1: Talk to me a little bit about that learning process. I just recorded, I actually, I just sent an email out about this exact subject, how a lot of freelance writing is getting an assignment and saying yes to something and then scrambling to figure out how to actually do it. What was it like when you first got those assignments and you didn't know what you were doing? Like, how did you learn or, and how did you figure it out?
0: So I'm, I'm kind of like you self-taught, right? In the beginning of my business, I didn't have the means to really invest into a course yet. And YouTube, YouTube, reading a ton of books and also reading certain blogs, studying certain blogs blogs and their outlines. Luckily, the client that I was working with is awesome. I'm still actually working with that client. And so it's almost like the client held my hand through, this is what we expect in a blog post, You know, this is the SEO keywords. This is what I want you to integrate. And so honestly, it's just learn as you go and try not to perfect things. And my first blog post, and I'm a little ashamed to say this, my first blog post took me eight hours to write (laughs) because I was just a perfectionist and I didn't know what I was doing. But, you know, that's how we all learn. It's as you go and just by watching what others are doing.
1: That's totally natural for it to take that long. I did the exact same thing where I just tweaked the hell out of this one blog. Like it was my first blog that I had ever submitted. And I was freaking out about whether it was going to be good enough. And literally you just sit there and you obsess about every detail. And it's just so funny because as you go, you have to like shorten and condense that time. And it's obviously not as needed to keep tweaking, but it's always tempting to like, Mm. keep up with the perfectionism and spend too much time on a blog. But, and I like that you said that about learning about free resources online, because everything really is online and for free. I think the value of online courses is like, it condenses the information and collects all the information online and puts it into one place and gives you like a linear path. And if you have the focus and the energy to devote to like a learning path, you will get there a little bit quicker, but that's the beauty of a lot of the stuff with copywriting. It's like, if you can emulate what you see other people doing online, or just look at a piece of copy and deconstruct it yourself and say, oh, what can, how can I emulate that? that's what the client wants you to do pretty much. Exactly. And I think about it at
0: the end of the day. So I was a high school teacher and the goal was to simplify and condense information. So I had to teach a bunch of ninth graders about Shakespeare and we all know that language, we don't use that type of language anymore. And it's the same thing with our clients, right? They have the business vernacular, but you have to break it down for their audience. And that's, what's important. So it's try not to get stuck on words, just focus on simplifying information so that the audience can understand and receive what it is that the business is doing.
1: Yes. I can't emphasize that enough. That's a great point. It's, you don't have to be like this incredible writer. You really need the ability to condense big topics into like bite-sized, understandable language. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think copywriting and content writing, it's not as intimidating as a lot of people think. So tell me about the journey and the experience of getting freelance clients. Like what has your journey been? What has worked? What hasn't worked? All that good stuff.
0: So I started back in about May, about a year ago in March, I had enough of my job as a teacher and I just put in my resignation said, I'm not going to return next year. And luckily my husband and I were at a place that we could do that. I would not recommend without having a plan, but I decided to optimize my LinkedIn, which is really scary. And I know you mentioned that in one of your videos, you know, saying like, how am I, you know, claiming myself to be something that I've never done? And so all that I was nervous about putting myself out there, I just put my, you know, my little freelance writer on my LinkedIn account and I was able to get my first client, which was the client for the law firm. And after that, I, and my, my journey is a little bit messy because I took too much time. I took too much time with platforms. So I was on Fiverr and Upwork because There are some people that have success on there. They really do have success. I did not have that type of success. And so it wasn't until about mm, September where I really started to focus on pitching clients. I purchased a course about cold emailing. And cold emailing is a great avenue. but it is really time consuming. So around October, that's when I found your videos. And I was like, Oh, look, you know, this is another strategy. I know there are a lot of freelancers out there that mention like don't cold pitch on LinkedIn, but I'm like, this is a great opportunity to really optimize your LinkedIn account and for people to see like what you do, right. You have everything. It's almost like a resume. And so that's what I did. And I just started pitching on LinkedIn. Within the first four weeks, I got my second client, which is crazy because this client is a big client, like a big name. And I'm like, wow, like this actually works, you know, and I had probably six months of being in copywriting. And so I was able to land that client. And then during the holidays, I took some time off and just kind of reevaluated my business, really studied up on different various aspects of copywriting. And I went back at it in January. And in January, I there was one week where I sent like 90 pitches in one week, which was a lot because it can't be draining. I ended up being able to book two discovery calls. One of them is a client and the second one I'm still waiting on. But I've just seen that this way works for me. I know that other freelancers are very adamant about cold pitching or warm pitching and those are great avenues to take but for me like starting out so new and so fresh optimizing my linkedin having my portfolio setting myself up like an expert has really been beneficial to my business and that's where i've been able to land so right now i have like about 4 clients so it's it's been going really well with the linkedin pitching
1: that's awesome. It's so funny. Like one of the most consistent messages I get from people is like, I optimized my LinkedIn profile and then so-and-so reached out to me or this full-time opportunity reached out to me. And it's interesting because a lot of the writers I work with, they don't want full-time opportunities, but usually full-time opportunities will reach out to them. And I always say, that's a really good sign that your profile is showing up in the search results. Even if it's not the exact opportunity you wanted The fact that somebody reached out to you about an opportunity is huge because when you really compare that to optimizing a website for SEO and trying to show up in Google search results, that is like a really long-term strategy. Building a website from scratch and then making it rank on the search engine for copywriting services is Gonna take you a while for most people. That's like a big investment, but LinkedIn is like instant SEO power, and these professionals are on that platform looking for writers. So if you can show up just by updating your profile, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that?
0: Absolutely. And there's so many tricks to it. I know that you talk about it on in your course, and also I've learned a trick that you can actually change the URL, and so I optimized it there as well. But I had a lot of people reach out from like agencies to, you know, to companies that were offering full time. So it does, it works. I'm, I'm an advocate for it.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I like screenshotted a message you had sent me because you said that you would use one of my templates and that a CEO, like you had message a CEO of a health, I believe it was a health and wellness company. And mm-hmm. that they said like, I don't really check LinkedIn that much, but I got your message. And then they handed you on to the content manager, which is like, that's what we're all looking for as writers. So make contact with a decision maker and then be like, yes, actually my team could use someone, reach out to this person so, yeah, I mean, tell me about that and that opportunity and a little bit more details for writers who want to emulate that strategy.
0: I, I used your templates. I reached out and the CEO messaged me back, just mentioning, I never checked LinkedIn, but I popped up, your message popped up and, you know, go ahead and send me an email here and then I'll connect you to the right person. So we were in connection. So that's the client I'm still waiting on, but I mean, there are people that are not on LinkedIn as much as they're in their email. But like I mentioned, sometimes when you're so new, and you really want to build your income fast, like you kind of have to take a faster approach. And so with LinkedIn, I have found that to be very beneficial. And it's been, it's been really working for me. And so I'm excited to work at that client. So I I think that the client's going to be Pretty coming
1: on pretty soon. Yeah. It's interesting too, because a lot of people don't know that your LinkedIn message actually gets sent as an email to that person's inbox mm-hmm. based on their setting. So a lot of people, I guess, if they really don't want to be active on LinkedIn at all, will not have that set up or they'll, they'll disable email notifications, but most people have it on the default setting, where if you message someone on LinkedIn, it not only goes into their LinkedIn inbox, but it gets sent as an email saying, Hey, you got a message on LinkedIn. And I'm assuming that's how the CEO of this company saw your message. Cause he probably doesn't log into the platform, but yeah. probably got notified of your message, which is really cool. That's awesome to hear. What advice would you give to newer writers, aspiring writers writers who are maybe like you, kind of, they gave the bidding platforms and the job boards a go, and it just doesn't seem to be working for them. What advice would you give to those writers?
0: So number one, I would definitely make a plan, right? So one thing that I lacked in was I wasn't very consistent with my pitching. And so make a weekly plan. And so I've tried to research like how many pitches should I send out right because it can get overwhelming sometimes and then you don't hear back so make a plan if it's 50 a week or if it's 25 whatever that may be I would also think about it as when you are sending your pitches think about it as planting your seeds even though people may not accept your request or message you back they know that there's that message in the inbox. And so you're planting your seeds. And so you don't know who's reading it or who knows of somebody that knows somebody else that may need a writer. And so I think about it like almost like in a spiritual sense, right? So you plant your seed, your seed either falls on soil, on good soil, it falls on thorns or on rocks. You need those good soil ones. You need those anchor client ones. And so just think about it that way. It really is a numbers game. So you know, sometimes it it can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm being rejected. No one's messaging me back, but someone's going to need you. And so just keep pitching. Just You just never know when that client might return or might need somebody else. The other advice is this idea of, I know that we are very fearful when we first start out, but what I've realized is that fear also evokes the same emotions as excitement. And so instead of training or instead of your brain telling you, like, I'm afraid, like, I'm not sure, think about it as I'm excited. I'm excited for a new journey. I'm excited to speak to this client on this discovery call. I'm excited to get started on this new assignment. Change your mindset, work on your mindset, because that's what really is going to open doors and avenues for you. Once you have worked on your mindset, doors start to open when you don't even realize it.
1: So Oh my gosh, I love that. Those were just value bombs you dropped right there. And I love what you said about the analogy or like the visualization of planting seeds. And sometimes you hit fertile soil, other times you hit rocks. It's so true. Like if you just really think of it in that way, it's so much less overwhelming. And I can't emphasize what you said enough about someone needs your help, like someone out there needs writing services. I think writers, when they cold pitch, tend to forget that. And they think like they're annoying people. Oh, I'm sending a million messages. I'm going to get rejected. But when you really flip the mindset and think like, no, somebody needs something written to further their business goals. And I can just be that person who provides that service. That's such a reframe and helps you to not think you're being like a pest. Absolutely.
0: And it's honestly, as I was sending like 90 pitches that week that I decided to just, (laughs) be this pitch guru my mindset was on send the next pitch send the next pitch keep sending right it's not like oh are they going to respond or are they going to like look at my message it's like just keep going like you build that momentum and people will respond people will add you and even if people don't respond to you they'll add your connection and they're going to see you so it might be in six months they're like hey we need content and they think about oh that writer reached out to me. Let me see if they're available. So yeah, keep planting those seeds.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Remove the emotion from cold pitching and just focus on what needs to get done. That's huge.
0: It's big time because sometimes we do get caught up in our own, in our own emotions and it's hard, but taking it personal is not really going to help. It's, it's, it's a numbers game. It really is. And you just keep going. Right. And my dad would tell me like Rome wasn't built in one day. So (laughs) it was brick by brick. I was like, okay, pitch by pitch.
1: (laughs) Very wise words. Well, I know that like a writer is going to hear this today and be super, super inspired. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us. If a writer wants to connect with you and maybe ask you questions and get mentorship from you, where can they find you?
0: I'm on Instagram under Marie underscore Inc underscore copy, or I'm also on LinkedIn under Trixie Torres. Perfect. And I'll drop those links below.